Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Romans 14. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another, another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ has died. Therefore do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. There was a major flare-up about the appropriateness of eating some foods, probably because all meat in Rome would have been devoted to idols in the process of production. It's a bit like it would be today if all meat was described as halal. The fault lines in this flare-up seem to have fallen between the culturally Jewish believers who who would have been worshipfully anal in avoiding all foods that even smelled like it had been near an idol, 
and the culturally Gentile believers who would have wolfed down anything that tickled their taste buds. Paul is remarkably relaxed about it. For an ex-Pharisee, it's shocking how astronomically accepting he is of all kinds of people. But of course, that is because he had such a strong view of the atonement, of the reality of a new Jesus people being formed by the resurrection, and of the blessings of Abraham now being expanded to all the nations. If Jesus accepts you, who am I to be fussy? In modern Western churches, we love this. We have an embodied, relaxed, come-as-you-are culture in most of our gatherings. But we also need to notice that Paul is far from relaxed about any behaviour that breaks the bond of the brotherhood. Our idol of individualism means we gladly give you loads of space to be yourself, but we aren't so strong on serving you as a sister. What we are called to here is a both-and approach. We should both view other believers as people who belong to the Lord, so we shouldn't demand things of them that aren't the clear cause of Jesus. And we should also see them as people who will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So we help them to be ready to give a good account on that day. As Paul says, this means our focus isn't on what we or they eat or drink, but on helping people pursue righteousness. We adjust our behaviour and change our calendars to help people grow in the delight of holiness to rest in the peace of God's presence and be ravished by the joy of being wedded to the Spirit. That is the kind of kingdom culture God wants in his church. So let's not sweat the small stuff. Let's turn a blind eye to the things that we personally don't like, but which we think are probably all right with Jesus. And let's lean heavy on showing hospitality to others even praying for them to be filled with even more of the Holy Spirit. Let's seek to be people who don't take ourselves very seriously, but who take God very seriously indeed. Here's a question for reflection. Who in the church do you radically disagree with? How could you serve them? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.